we have slaughtered that record uh, with 340 Teslas uh, officially a part of the parade. Hey, hey, welcome to Smart AF. I'm your host, Tori Mathis. We have got a great show for you today, so let's get started. Hey, I'm your host, Tori Mathis, here with my buddy, my partner, Stash. Hey. And we want to give you an update on our world record attempt that we had um, Saturday, December 12th, and we actually just got done with it, so we wanted to give you a little bit, bit of an update about how it went. Sean Mathis. So the record we were trying to beat was 145 Teslas uh, for the longest Tesla parade. Uh, that record has been held by China since 2017. And as of Saturday, December 12th, 2020, unofficially until we submit the packet to Guinness, uh, we have slaughtered that record uh, with 340 Teslas. Uh, officially a part of the parade uh, and that is every current model available to buy right now uh, which includes an 08 roadster which was really neat and that actually we made a point to have the roadster lead the parade which was pretty cool pretty neat so we actually had more that registered uh, we did a pre-registration and then once we got the um, information from Guinness about what we needed, we actually um, re-registered everybody with the information that we needed using Eventbrite because of, uh, Eventbrite uses QR codes, which made check-in really easy for us. So we ended up having how many? Over 400. We had uh, 419, I believe, QR codes actually go out. It was 81% uh, of the QRs, QR codes that went out actually attended the, the actual record attempt. And so we had more people than that that actually registered but never registered far enough, like re-registered like yeah, re to get QR before codes. That we, had, we had over 500 people uh, originally completely sign up. So once we shifted over from just requiring the, the email address, once we got all the required information from Guinness and added that on, uh, there was still, I think, 150 plus people that we, we didn't have all their information to, to be able to send them the QR code. Because we were only giving people QR codes if we had every single INOV, which included their phone number, their VIN, their license plate number, their model, their year, and then the driver's name, which we had everybody's of those. So once they gave us all that information, that is what the requirement that issued the QR code. Um, we also had numbers made for all the cars, and then once cars got um, the QR code checked in, we had the, the special sticker so that we were, you know, checks and balances all the way, making sure everybody was accounted for, which was was something that I know some of the people that were working us with, with working with us were really worried about that process. I actually felt pretty comfortable going into the checkout process because of the QR codes that it was that it was going to go pretty smooth. Um, what did you think? Did you think that when the QR codes was actually uh, it was one of the things Guinness recommended for us to be able to verify the count because it makes it real. It, it's almost a um, it it'd be really hard to fake it. Let's say let's say that like if if we were doing the QR codes and it it says you know three hundred and forty QR codes have been scanned, but we try to submit some packet to Guinness and say no, we had four hundred and seventy, and they're like, well, that's not what this uh, this says, and so it's it just again, it's one of those um, using technology to our advantage that makes 
Guinness more comfortable to to accept the you know the the number that we submit to them versus any kind of question. Uh, originally, before I had looked into Eventbrite uh, initially, and it was a little complicated to where I, I I couldn't really figure out how to capture all the information Guinness required completely in Eventbrite, um, which is why we didn't use it initially. And even if I would have used it initially, we wouldn't have had all the requirements. No, but... and so we still would have had to go back in there and do it anyways, but. Tyler Young, uh, he did the, the logistics of pretty much all of this and trying to get everything to work. And, uh, and that includes Eventbrite. He, uh, him and some of his contacts went into the back end Eventbrite and, and figured it all out and was able to, to build that forum that had all the required information that, that we actually needed in that. And that, I mean, that saved the day. Otherwise, our other option was going to be to print out everybody's information and, and check it off old school manually and then put it all together and just in case i got that method approved by guinness like they would have accepted it but it definitely would have taken a lot longer than how long it took for us to just quickly scan the qr codes in and then if anybody you know there's any issues with the qr code or they didn't have it we were able to pull them over to the side either figure out what the issue was or just have them redo it real quick uh eventbrite sent the qr code within moments to their email and then we got them back in line scanned and they were done and you guys people were amazing like i thought there was going to be a really big deal with trying to get people registered that showed up that didn't have their qr codes but would you say maybe 20 people you had to register on site? Yeah. I mean, if that and that, That's I mean, amazing. that included like one of the police officers came in a Tesla. It was an actual Tesla police car, which was pretty neat. Um, and then we had a few people that had multiple cars in their family and the QRs just didn't match up. So once we figured that out, it was all good. So it's not even like everybody that I saw go into the area to get repaired actually needed you know, a new QR code. They just needed something to figure out. And we just moved them over to the side so that we could keep the line going as fast as possible. It was really cool to be able to use some different technology and some things to make this easy. Because, yeah, trying to do this by hand, which is originally what we thought. I mean, I was trying to think of like a Google spreadsheet, like on site and like trying to figure out how to bring this all together. Um, the, the QR codes in Eventbrite really ended up working out really great. And I think it made it easy and was really professional for everybody that was involved, that they actually had a ticket that had to be scanned rather than us like pulling out a... Um, a Google sheet, you know, a Google spreadsheet or something to try to click yeah. them off. So that was awesome. I thought it worked out really, really well. And we're still going to, we still have stuff to do with that. So uh, apparently there's some reports and all that kind of stuff that we can generate from the back end and use that data to then verify f for ourselves who actually participated in the parade. And then Tori's going to design some certificates and we'll get all those sent out to everybody. Which I'm really excited so, about. Yeah. So the big, the big thing with, obviously it was to set a Guinness World Record, but another thing that we were doing was to raise money for Operation Underground Railroad. And again, technology, man. They have a uh, website set up that you can set up your own campaign for taking in um, donations, correct? Mm -hmm. And so we sent everybody to that link so that we weren't you know, getting money for them and then having to transfer money, worrying about like bank fees and bank fees. So that was set up really great. And then another thing we did is did a Teespring campaign. So we designed some t-shirts 
Um, and we were, you know, we had to go through the uh, process to get the Tesla logo on the shirt. So that was fun. Um, but we did end up getting that. So we were, people were able to buy t-shirts ahead of time. And again, all that money is going to go directly over to OUR. Um, going to be pretty seamless. Like I'm pretty stoked on how you had it set up that, that we're not, you know, we always talk about, we don't want to be a bank. We don't want to hustle, you know, shuffle money from one place to another because you end up getting bank feed and, and it's just harder to keep track of all that. So though we did get to um, make a, you know, a big check to hand over to OUR for over $8,000, um, we're going to have more money, you know, coming in through the end of the year and really excited about that, that. that number is already higher today than it was uh, on Saturday. So it's, it's pretty neat. The, and we actually extended the fundraising effort specifically for this event uh, to the end of the year so that we can continue to, to generate the buzz and everything that's going on with, with this and give people an opportunity to continue to, to donate to OUR either directly through our fundraising page so that we you know, can watch that number grow specifically for this event or buy the, the Tesla uh, world record attempt gear that's available. And all those proceeds go to OUR as well, which is really cool. Really awesome. And so we had a representative from OUR. We actually had a couple there, but we had one that came up and spoke and told everybody about it. Um, they gave us bags. They gave us some information. So, you know, the night before we were still stuffing bags and making bags so that we had one to hand out to each of the people that were registered. Um, so OUR came out after the event and spoke. We had it outside. So it was very, you know, social distanced and spaced out. Um, and then we had Eliza Blue there who was a... Um, sex trafficked survivor that got to come up and tell her story and it was really nice to bring and she even talked about that with me afterwards to bring like these two different crowds together that didn't really know anything that much about each other and now like they're both fighting for each other and supporting each other and i think there was a lot of different connections made and like there's going to be a lot coming out of this event did you feel that way too yeah i, I think um you know our does a lot of great things uh in regards to human trafficking but I think what we did on on December 12th with this world record attempt was just raise a whole lot of awareness for what's going on with human trafficking and the sex trafficking world and all that kind of stuff that nobody wants to think about or talk about, uh, but happens all around us. And the, the timing of something like this happening where we are in Atlanta right before we started this, uh, this whole journey uh, kind of took us down this path that that made it so that we wanted to do this specifically for OUR to help make a difference in this. So, I mean, no matter what, in the end, I mean, record, no record, uh, whatever happens in the end, uh, you know, officially, uh, I think we still made a, a really big impact, uh, hopefully in, you know, combating human trafficking and hopefully, you know, the, these few dollars that we've raised, you know, maybe save some kids or change somebody's life. I, I like to think that, you know, we did something really good. And I think everybody else that, you know, whether they've donated directly to the event for this or someone else, or maybe they volunteer, or maybe now it's just on their radar and they can continue to do something about it in the future. Um, it's really cool. I think we made a major impact. I do. You know, and, and speaking of doing things for, for the good, and you know, we did another video earlier today just updating everybody that um, participated. And I mentioned that there, and I really want to mention it again, that I talked to quite a few people that came up to me and said, thank you so much for doing this. 
I have been in my house. I haven't gone out. Like this is, I needed this. This was such an important event. Like you guys did it safe and people were, um, you know, everybody felt really comfortable with how we did it. You know, people wore masks, people stayed away from each other as they felt comfortable. And um, we had things outdoors. Like, so it was, it was pretty easy that way. But um, I had a lady come up to me that was from North Carolina that drove down here and she's like, we haven't left the house. We haven't done anything. Like they brought their dog with them and they stayed in a hotel. They're like, we, we so needed to come out and just get fresh air and just be with other people. You guys, like it, like I never thought of that. Like we've, we've really stayed at home during this whole entire thing too. We've stayed close. We haven't traveled, um, but we still do go to the gym and we do a couple little things. You know, we go out to lunch when we can, um, small things, but you know, thinking of these people that haven't really done anything at all. Um, and to have this opportunity and you know, everybody was so nice and it was just such a great time, mellow, um, Everybody was happy. Everybody got along. Like, I, I really couldn't have asked for more in that kind of way. Yeah, it, it was really cool to see everybody come together. And, you know, the way we laid everything out, it's a challenge with all the COVID stuff to, to do anything like this, yet alone to do something like this with no COVID. <laughs> um, but we, we really tried to make it so that, you know, if people weren't comfortable getting out of their cars, they really didn't have to. Uh, although we had some technical difficulties with the uh, the live feed, it, it didn't really prevent the attempt from happening, and it didn't it didn't really change anything in the end, um, as far as still going to the same destination and still being able to see the same people. Uh, so it, it was really cool. Uh, makes me really excited to to do something like this again, you know, post COVID. Absolutely, yeah. You know, having the the after, um, you know, get together, we were really like our hands were tied on what we could do with that. Um, having something maybe the night before a meet and greet, like we really couldn't do that. I wanted to feed everybody. I wanted to like cater some snacks or something. Like if you've had everybody sit in a parking lot for hours, you know, and then drive down Atlanta Freeway, like. I, it would have been really nice to be able to, it would have been nice. It's like, there's so many different would have been nices, yeah, I, um, but how it came together considering like. Ideally, you know, we could have had food trucks at the beginning. I wanted that uh, too. We could have had uh, uh, the whole banquet area at the hotel and, and had a big feast and all party <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it just, it, it wasn't something that, you know, we can really do at this time. So, you know, we had to make do with what we had, and, and I think it worked out well in the I end. I do, and I think people understood that, and, and um, people seemed still really, really happy. And a lot of people stuck around afterwards. A lot of people didn't, and they went home, and that's fine. Um, yeah, I think that it, it worked out pretty good. And, you know, both of our kids were there, and they helped out. Um, we'd also, like, in the morning before, like, when the volunteers first got there, we did some nice community service, and all of the volunteers went and picked up a crap ton of trash out of the parking lot. Um, so it was a nice thing for the, the city of Alpharetta there that we could help clean up some of their, their area. Cause we had it, we started in a Marta park and ride. Um, so that was really nice. And, you know, my kids were out there, our kids were out there, you know, helping out and everything. And so we thought about like not having the kids be there. Like we could leave the kids at home. It'll only be for a few hours or, you know, maybe having them, you know, get watched or something like that. But I'm really happy that they were there and so that they could see everything that we put into it and be a part of it so that like they might have thought it was kind of a drag some of the time, you know, like, oh, we had to sit in a parking lot forever. And, you know, we helped do some stuff. Um, 
But then, like, years from now, I think they're going to remember, like, man, remember when we did the Guinness record? And like, Commissioner Tim Eccles wasn't afraid to put him to work. I mean, they, they're like, <laughs> he's, he's like, go do this, go do that. Yeah. And Riley was walking down the line, making sure everybody had their QR codes ready so that when they got to where they were going to get scanned, they didn't have to fumble around and try to find it. And it that was huge. So it was. It was awesome. Yep. Bella, a little bit shyer, stuck with mom, but she still, she helped me with some technical things and and uh, she was kind of my go-to girl and and both of them did really great. But one thing I do want to mention, and I think it's super important, like Guinness had a lot of requirements and some of the requirements were, were pretty strict in trying to organize this many people um, to do a very specific thing, especially when you can't like gather everybody together and talk directly to them, like trying to make sure, and even if we did that, like there's a lot of people in vehicles to organize to do one thing. Um, so it's possible that we didn't get the record. I don't know. Like we had some, like after the whole entire thing happened and we were some of the last cars that went out because we were still trying to help arrange everything. We had stuff to pack up. So we didn't really know how the beginning of, of the parade went, but towards the end, like, and I bet we were car, you know, what 330 something, 35, like we were in the end. Um, the parade was broke up. Like there was no way that like everything had stayed together, but we didn't have to have 340. We only had to have more than 145, but really we don't know. And so we hadn't seen any of the drone footage. We hadn't seen anything yet. It was just like us in our car and, and we're like, man, I don't know if we did it, you know, maybe we did, you know, it's not really that important, but, but we were, we really wanted to kind of know like how everything went because it's so out of our hands and it, we didn't get to see it all. And, Riley was like, if we didn't get it, like we shouldn't have done this. He was so upset in the car, but it wasn't about that. And if we don't get it, it's fine. Like that wasn't the point. And so I know. And, and don't get is literally just the, the word, the name Guinness. Like ultimately, yeah, that's the largest gathering of Teslas. Uh, that was the largest parade of Teslas. That was the quietest. Tesla parade. I mean, that was there was so many things that I mean, we definitely knocked it out of the park. Which is whether or not we put a title to it is to be determined. Well, and I feel now that I've seen some of the drone footage. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's amazing! Like, go to the Miles Through Time uh, Facebook page, and I know Sean's been posting a lot of it there and sharing some of the things that are coming in. You guys, it's amazing. Some of this drone footage and everything. Like, I feel very confident about it now that I've seen some of that. Um, but just that, you know. <laughs> You gotta, you have to try to do hard things. Like, don't just go for the easy stuff. And if you don't accomplish what you set out for, maybe you don't accomplish that one thing. Like, maybe we didn't get the Guinness world record, but we raised a shit ton of money. We brought a lot of people out. We brought people together. Um, Eliza flew in from somewhere and spoke to everybody. Like, there are so many other things that we accomplished. In three months. Less than three months, yeah, uh, three months. So in this short period of time that if we just didn't get that one little thing, like it's okay, I really think so. And so, you know, talking to Riley about that and explaining that to him, I think was really important. Um, Plus the, the, the lessons learned, the, the experience we ooh. have from this and everybody involved that had never done anything like this, like we're all experienced now. I mean, including just the, just the people that 
just participated in the parade. They kind of know what to expect when it happens again. We're, we're going to you know check them in. We're going to go flow. We need to get moving. Um, it, it's not new anymore. Right. And you don't know until you know. Like you can't read a book and learn to swim, right? <laughs> like you have to get in the water. Like there's no way we could have planned this to know how to, I mean, it's something totally new for all of us. Well, even like most people don't realize like this was not the original route. None of, none of it was the original plan, really. You know, we, it was, it was like three months ago, we, we just saw the record, decided to go for it. Because we were new Tesla owners. Like we've only yeah. had our Tesla for four, four months. months. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and, uh, you know, it's no, no clue, completely green on this, not knowing anything other than 145 Teslas didn't seem like that much. We could do that. Uh, it now seems like a ton of Teslas, and I see why people haven't broke it yet. Oh, my goodness. You guys, like permits and, and oh, yeah, just the, how many people we had to get together and, like, it's a lot. <laughs> the original route that I had anticipated doing didn't work out. The original spot to start the parade didn't work out. The spot that I wanted to end the parade, they never got back to me. Uh, it wasn't until John Visconti, the director at the Westin, actually responded to me and said, yeah, we'd love to have you guys all come to the Westin. That was the starting point. That is all we had to go off of. And that took a, just a while to get just that, to that. That ate up about a month just trying <laughs> to figure that part out. Then it came down to, well, where do we start from? Where can we fit this many cars and start from? And, and not be in people's way. Yeah, I had already been told by other police officers, they're like, your intersections are our issues, which is why the original route had too many intersections. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to be able to do that for you. And so then, and he, and he was the one that actually is like, why have you thought of the parking rides? They're right off of highways because it was his suggestion. You know, Hawaii, a highway is going to be your best bet because there's no intersections. And the parking rides, they're public space. So we just parked there. And so the Windward Parkway parking ride was the closest, largest parking lot that I could find to the Westin. There's actually a, a parking ride a little bit closer, but it, it I definitely would not have fit all the cars in there. And so that obviously well, would have been an issue. And that's the hard part, too, is that not only do you have to plan all of this, but you don't know how many people are going to show up. We could have had 100. We could have had 140. We could have had 340. Like, you really don't know. We could have had 146 people <laughs> sign up and then 60 show up. I mean, you, you really have no idea. And that's the thing, idea. too. Like, usually for a lot of things, like, when because we had people sign up for free. We didn't charge people, which I think if we talked about that today, if we did it again, maybe charge something very small so that it that pe only people that are serious. That would have been a donation for the it's Absolutely. not like nobody's profiting off of this. I'm talking like only, $10 yeah. to save your spot. Then it would have been a couple more dollars, you know, to give to OUR. Um, and then maybe it would have helped to, to weed out some of those people that um, maybe wouldn't weren't really serious about it but they were like, hey, it's free, let's sign up, you know, because it was months ago. Um, so that might have been a good idea just to kind of get a better idea. But the turnout was insane. Like, I'm so impressed with how many people actually showed up. And people showed up from all over the place. Um, I know I, I Instagram messaged somebody yesterday that was from St. Augustine. Um, the lady that I talked to what that brought her dog, she was from Charlotte. Um, other people from North Carolina, you said, came. Virginia, North Carolina, Chicago. Somebody saw Chicago? an Alaska plate. Oh Pennsylvania. Oh, my goodness, you guys. They Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida. Yeah, they're, I mean, all over the place. So that, that was... 
And that was all during, you know, what we're experiencing right now in the economy. So, you, I mean, you can only imagine what it would be like under normal circumstances. And we definitely learned a lot. And there's a lot of things, you know, we had, it was not just us. Like there were so many people involved to make this happen. And uh, there's probably 50 volunteers and then, and and we could have used more, you know, and we had just even like the people that were in charge of things and organizing it was, it was more than us. Like we could not have done this by ourselves Um, though. You know, we just had an idea. (laughs) We came up with an idea and, and ran with it and ran really far. We're pretty good at doing that, and I think that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but we learned a lot. It and was cool. if we did it again, and I, you guys were going to do it again, um, a lot of things that we learned that we could do a little bit better, but none of those things, like in, in retrospect, in hindsight, like, yeah, we could say all kinds of things would have been easier. Um, the important thing is we did have a small fender bender, um, did happen um, on the highway, and but everybody was fine. It was very minimal. Um, there's nothing that, I mean, people are driving. We, we don't have any control over drivers. So there's nothing that we really could have done for that. Um, the live stream that we had, uh, I, I live streamed that morning for hours and everything was fine. And then the whole site crashed. Um, I was able to get it back up, but but it took a while. Like we had some, some things that went wrong. And even though we had things that went wrong, we had a lot of things that went right. And I think that we could do it again and do it even better. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some of that that techno, like uh, you know, right before the parade started, I went Facebook Live on Miles Through Times uh, page, and it was it. We just checked not too long ago that that reached forty two thousand people. Forty two thousand. <laughs> so, and that was a that was a mistake that we made also because Sean ended up being one of the people that had to be there that was an event bright person to scan the thing. So he wasn't able to go live or talk to people or do anything. And so I think if we did it again, we would make sure that Sean had no job because Sean needs to be the guy that's out there like doing those things. Um, and then once the live feed went down and then we did the the new live feed that Sean just did on the Facebook page, like it reached so many people, but he was just not available to do it because you were busy be out there work, work, working. And and so that's definitely something I think that we could do different next time. Yeah. The, the other thing is going to be the uh, the route. You know, anybody that that watches this that that was actually there. Uh, that's not going to be the same place we do it again. The parking layout is going to be different. Um, like I said, but now we have time. Yeah, like, we got and time. We, and we, we have we experience behind us. Yep. Yes. So yeah, everything that worked well, we'll obviously do again. Everything that we see, uh, how we can improve, consider it done. Yeah. So that time, next time it should be that much better, easier, safer, quicker. Yeah, we learned a lot. So, but and then I mean. Originally, even uh, at at the route that we did it on, we were just going to jump straight onto 400, and even that had changed where we were able to to accomplish the actual Guinness record minimum of two miles prior to ever getting onto 400. We had just enough parallel highways uh, road space to get that done, and I was told by other people that were at the front of the the parade they were already getting onto 400 a couple miles up. And we still had cars in the parking lot funneling out into the parade. Oh, I'm sure. So that tells you we had over two miles long of cars, which that in itself creates a challenge. It's a lot of people, a lot of people to get out of a parking lot. <laughs> but ultimately, like I said, we have the record, whether we say Guinness or not is to be determined, but we also only need to get 146 cars to be confirmed by Guinness. 
and we still get the Guinness record. It may just not say, oh, I can guarantee Guinness isn't going to say 340. But as long as it's 346, we've got it. And 146. 146. <laughs> and as long as, uh, you know, everybody that was there that's part of it, you, you all get it. So. Absolutely. It was awesome. So if you like this episode, please subscribe to our channel and definitely go to the Miles Free Time Facebook page um, and check out what we've been doing. You know, follow us there. We'd really appreciate that. Um, Miles Free Time also has a YouTube channel that you could go check out and subscribe to them. And there's a playlist specifically for this Tesla record. So everybody that's creating content that's putting their YouTube videos on there, we're going to put them on this playlist so that everybody knows where they can go to see all the content that was created because there's there's a ton of it so definitely check us out and like this video and we will see you next time lots of updates coming up thanks bye uh -huh. if you want to get smart tools to build your business go to be smart